Hi there. How are we? I am doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. Podcast number six. Yep. Number six. Sorry, I was just drinking my tea there. I'll have some water. What kind of tea are you drinking? Standard Tetley. Standard Tetley. Standard I thought you'd be more of a green tea or maybe well, I was just thinking that. I, ha- I haven't had a green tea for a long time, but I've got I've got green tea we bought from Costco about a year ago and we've still got like about 200 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in lockdown, so yeah, make the most of it. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a bit of a plan, have we not, for this this one? We're going to try and get it under the hour. Yeah, we need we need to be under the hour. We need to be more under concise. Um, I know it doesn't feel quite right, does it, to say to folk, "Hey, how do you manage to get the time to do fitness and then expect them to listen to an hour and a half of us rambling on?" This is very true, and and I think part of the problem is is that we end up rambling for the first. In fact, in fact, I listened by. Forty-five I, yeah, minutes. I th- I'm sure there was a record where we were like almost forty minutes before we even got to fact check. So we need to improve on that. So, how are you doing? How's lockdown? How are you managing? As I said last time, lockdowns, lockdowns doing okay for me. Um, fitness twice a day, yoga twice a day. Yeah. Um, with a little bit more on top. Twice a day. Sleeping twice a day now. Twice a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, actually, see, posting it up on Instagram is good from that perspective because it kind of makes you it makes you want to do it again right. you kind of because sometimes you go oh, I'll not bother this to, like in the morning but I'll just do it I need to do it because I think oh, I should post it because it keeps me going it's just kind of like going like playing football or something you can't bother playing football or a team sport Yeah, you don't want to let folk down so you, I've kind of got that relationship with Instagram at the moment and you know what I've noticed actually you're starting to uh, do it talk about like a yogi I think you're. You think? Yeah, I think maybe you're on route to becoming a yogi. What do you think? I've got, I've, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got a slight niggle in the back of my head that says I should, I should maybe try and. I, I actually did look into it, and it's two hundred hours, a minimum of two hundred to be. To, I think to be to be classed or to be allowed to be classed as a yoga instructor, you need to do two hundred hours of training. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem for you too, though, is on the spiritual side. You're dead inside, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that would be an issue too. But two hundred hours—that's ridiculous. Namaste, brother. Namaste. Namaste. Um, no, no, two. Yeah, two hundred hours. So I have actually looked into it, and I do. I've got a slight. You know, if I if I can, if I keep this up and keep enjoying it like I am, then it's not it's not massively out of the question, you know. Because even if it takes five, six, seven years or something doing something part-time i'm doing it anyway so if i i don't know how easy it is to do it if you have to go on and physically have someone instruct you and assess you and then also assess you and all that but who knows but see the see see the thing surely that's the next step because if you're now yeah you know yoga was something you were posting in between other stuff if you think back to when you started and it was in the gym and all that sort of stuff and now it's predominantly yoga and actually, yep. the next step is for you to do a yoga session on YouTube. Maybe that's one of our challenges. You have to record a <laughs> yoga session and I have to do it. Yeah, could do that. That's a good could idea. Do that. That's right, a good write idea. that down. Right, write okay. that down. I did actually, interestingly, just as a slight aside, um, you know, Craig's obviously bust his ankle. Mm-hmm. So and he was talking about not being able to do um, anything. So I, I made up a little routine from but recorded it. It was just after I, I did I did a yoga session, recorded it, and then I thought I'll just keep recording and do a kind of routine that avoids using your right foot. Yep. And so I gave him a series of exercises. Just do that. 
So I could I could do it. See, right, I think you should. Right, deal. Right, mm-hmm. that's what we'll do. It'll, just, it'll be it'll be be called bad yoga. <laughs> bad yoga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or it'll be me listening to someone that can actually do yoga, recording me telling you what to do. <laughs> I know, and I told you that's what I last time I said to you as well that what I struggled with was actually the whole like having to to watch someone doing the move try and do the move then try and do the breathing and then before i managed to do what i meant to be doing we've moved on to something else what i'm actually finding now is that i quite often they're moving through poses more quickly than i want to and i'm finding myself just sticking to a pose for a little bit longer and then just kind of catching up or just missing out something next because and so starting to slowly move into that space where i kind of get a lot of the postures not a lot of them i get basic postures and therefore i could do a few things myself and then you do you always do your videos speeded up don't you so it's like it's a time lapse type thing isn't it Uh, yeah that's just to disguise the fact that i can't do it properly (laughs) (laughs) no it's actually because the the reason is really is because uh, instagram's obviously short sharp i know there's instagram tv now but it's not about it's not about folk watching me to learn how to do stuff. Yeah, because I'm I'm following all those ones on. It's 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 actually it's helping me post. It's quite fun because the kids get involved, particularly Theo's crawling around. So it's just kind of fun thing. Yeah. It helps. There's some decent music in the background, and it helps. Uh, it helps me stay stay focused on it. So, so it's good. So so I've, that, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Yoga, sleep's been okay. Diet's been slightly better, but nothing much to 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 write home about but yeah i've managed to do at least two two sessions of yoga per day plus a couple of little runs or family walks or stuff in the garden as well so i'd say all good, good. all good from a fitness good. and health perspective yeah okay uh yoga's been pretty poor i don't think i've done any in the last week maybe yeah i can't remember i'll need to, I'll need to check back but it's I've, I've not been too good in the yoga side meditation's been pretty poor although i did manage a couple of meditations over the last week uh, but everything else is is going well. I mean, I'm I'm pretty consistently exercising, like I run usually every every couple of days. I did a ten k last weekend and managed in under fifty minutes, which is the first time since I was probably about ten years younger that I did that. And I under did fifty minutes. Did you say fifty minutes? Yes, under fifty nice minutes. One. So uh, so that was pretty good. And then yesterday I ran. S- Seven and a half miles, I think, in just under an hour. So, so running wise has been has been going well. Try to mix up with a bit of weights. Sleep's been okay. Uh, diet's probably got a bit rubbish, just because I'm getting a bit fed up now, and it's easy to snack, and we're buying lots more f- sweets and you know chocolate and all that sort of stuff. Had a couple of takeaways as well. So, but yeah, other than that, I can't really complain. Work's still pretty crazy. Uh, and I'm ready to murder my children. <laughs> so I, I, that is that is the one thing that's probably been hard over the last week. I think we're reaching breaking point. I mean, this is what week five, six, something like that. Five or six. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's they're climbing the walls, and I think they're getting bored now of homeschooling and starting to push it a little bit. Um, yeah, so that Are that's been challenging. How's the, how's the structure going? Are you managing to... Okay. Are, st- are they basically doing a school day? Still the same thing. Still the poster up on the wall and they have to conform every day and they, they go through certain lessons and then mix up a bit of free time and things. But they are definitely... They're definitely pushing it a bit more. 
so, but yeah, there still is some some structure. I, I think probably when they were off over Easter, that didn't help because they then they were they weren't doing anything. I know some people actually kept yep. that structure going over Easter holidays deliberately to to ease that transition, which was probably quite a good idea. But we didn't do that, and Neither yeah, they've, they've kind of struggled to come come back a little bit. Uh, and yeah, and as you've you know heard before, when Oliver burst in earlier on, we've now entered the month of May. So therefore, every single minute of every single day is around about the fact that it's his birthday on the twelfth. And what are we getting him? How many presents is he getting? How many surprises is he getting? Is that package <laughs> at the door for him? Uh, what was the first thing he said to you when he came on? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. So he's just what a boy, honestly. Uh, so yeah. So that that's been that's been quite difficult uh, quite challenging um and, and you've been working you've been you've been going out to work still haven't you yeah i'm still three working days a week. two to three days a week uh, Jeez, you imagine you were in the house seven days a week oh i know and actually do you know what it's like <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd rather go out and take my chances with covid <laughs> than, than sit and be in the house i honestly don't know how you do it because yeah that there's a definite element of days at work and a bit of a break from home and mm-hmm. but also days at home are a bit of a break from work because it's a strange thing you can get things done at home that you would ordinarily not be able to do at work and vice versa you know it's it's just yep. a weird weird setup and work's a strange situation as well and probably you'll find when you go back to the office um in in some shape or form and i guess that's what everyone who's been in lockdown over this period of time will find who haven't actually left the house and do eventually turn to work in some shape or form it's like a such it's like a different environment because no mm. one's sitting at desks beside each other. Everyone's hot desk yep. and apart. You have meetings and teams or uh, you know or, or whatever people use, but actually you're all in the building, but you're sitting in different meeting rooms, yep. and and doing yep. this electronically. And that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be with us for a long time. It, absolutely, like yeah, it will be will be for a long long time. And it and it's strange, but I mean I. I think I maybe I haven't actually told the listeners what my job is, and you'll probably fall asleep at this point. But uh, yeah, so I, so I work for the blood transfusion service, but we're actually involved in a number of different potential therapies for this. One of which is convalescent plasma, which gets uh, quite a lot of um, you know PR, and it's 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 been talked about a lot in the in the press. But we're also working on other therapies and helping with testing and stuff like that. So we're not frontline, but we're involved in, I guess, the COVID-related work. And it's really weird because we still have to maintain what we do normally, which is supply blood and tissues and cells and different services to patients. But at the same time, we've completely changed our strategy to focus on things that can help this unique need. So, yeah, it's 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 a strange, strange time. Uh, but, yeah, so... Other than that, can't really complain. People are dying. What can you say? You know, it's the UK is getting worse and worse. I think when we talked back about uh, coronavirus originally, we were talking about being in the same trajectory as Italy. It now looks like we're going to be worse than Italy. Boris Johnson is still. What did he say last week? Was it you know people will be looking at the UK's success? <laughs> You're like what? You know? Yeah. Uh, we were washing our hands for two weeks when everyone else was locking down, and I think as we, you and I talked about before, we're paying the penalty for that. But it's a it, it's it's going to be a new way of life for a long, long time, and it could be worse. We could be in the states because what the hell is going on over there? So I think I seem to be. Well, it's funny. A couple of polls for those that can work from home seem to still want to work from home yeah. beyond this. 
So I think there's quite there's quite a lot of people that if they could, they would. Now there's a lot of people that obviously would like to go to work and stuff, and then there'll be other circumstances that mean what if we want to get out of the house and yada yada yada. But um, from my perspective, I'm I'm quite I'm quite enjoying this because it's going to end at some point. Yep. So you always got to remember that this is not this is not for. I mean, imagine you're at war. Yeah. So folk in countries that are at war for years and years and years, and it would be. Uh, utter nightmare this is gonna this is gonna end and you're relatively um so from that perspective it could be a hell of a lot worse oh absolutely and do you know what that's a really good point because you and i obviously are still working and can and can continue you know pretty much to do our job mm. being at home it must be really i mean for all those people who have either you know, lost their jobs which is horrendous people who are obviously losing loved ones which is you know even worse and for people who have been like furloughed and they're sort of sitting at home furloughed yeah, yeah and and just like that must be difficult when you're not actually working or if you work in an area whereby it's impossible for you to work from home so you're just sitting in every day twiddling your thumbs that must be challenging and you know the thing that i've been yeah. thinking too is that we've been really lucky with the weather which for living yeah. in the west of Scotland is a gamble at the best of times, but the weather's been pretty amazing for the the, yep. the whole time that we've been in this situation. Can't complain, can we? I was going to say something there, but I can't remember. Fact check. So that's probably yeah. I was going to say that's probably a nice segue into fact checking because we're fifteen minutes into this, so I that's think not bad. Yeah, a good half an hour. So we top. we need to do that. I think we 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 limit ourselves to fifteen minute of <laughs> rambling. And then we go yeah. into fact checks, and fact checks can be no longer than 15 minutes, and that gives us a good half an hour to then talk about the main subject area of, of, of today, uh, which which I think is what? So, social media and fake news? Is that what we decided social, on? Yeah, social media and fake news. is quite. It seems quite apt right now. Yeah. We've kind of covered COVID in a couple of angles, um, and actually there's been... I spent some time on Twitter uh and I've had some conversations with people, and it's just insane some of the fake news out there. So, seems apt. Yep. Right. So let's let's talk about that. So fact check then. Fact check, and let's tell our listeners who did all of the fact checking this week. Uh, so 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 you did something else for once. <laughs> because my my sound engineer was too busy uh, to to do this as well. So and and I have to say when we start actually, I was quite surprised by how many of the facts were, were right. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but, you know, the fact you mean, that... You mean, yeah, because we said it was one thing. Yeah, but, and the, then but it the turns whole out point, it was that thing. The whole point about fact check and us is that we are... We don't have huge confidence in our facts, so therefore we, <laughs> we, like, to, we like to verify them. And I think that's appropriate because then otherwise... Yeah. We're fake news, yeah. So it's yeah, it's totally. the right thing to do. So anyway, we'll we'll crack off, right? So, uh, we'll crack off. We'll crack <laughs> off, yeah. So no, that crack off, not crack one off. Let's just qualify that. Uh, first one, WD forty. What does it stand for? And I th- said water displacement version forty, and I was right. So WD forty was actually, I believe, invented uh, in the states by a company originally, I think, to actually, it was like for missiles or something, and they were using it as a way to ensure that when they launched missiles that they wouldn't actually get screwed up by water in in the missile of some shape or form. And then that company they did... get screwed up by water? 
Yes, I know that sounds ridiculous. I now need to fact check my fact again. <laughs> so it fact check. No, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. It was something to do with missiles, right? But the fact in question was the fact that it was WD forty water displacement forty, and it was indeed the fortieth right. version that they tested. And that company did so well out of this that it then actually be- it became the WD company. So there we go. So that's number one. Nice. Are we doing these turnabout? How do you want to do it? Okay, let's let's do a turnabout then. So so um, the next one was: Are the vast majority of infections on co- around COVID nineteen from close contact to aerosol droplets directly from someone who has it? And the answer is yes. Who said most droplets when someone coughs, sneezes, or speaks heavy and sink quickly can land on surfaces? So. Yeah, basically the World Health Organization says it is droplets. It's coughing and sneezing and yep. then those droplets hitting a surface and if you then touch them and then touch your face, then you're likely to get it. Or if someone obviously sneezes or coughs directly into your face, you're likely to catch it. And even speaking, that's what I found quite interesting. That you know, if if say and you're that spitting I, you're spitting and people you, you do. spit quite I mean a lot, you don't, don't you? obviously people don't realise that, but or even just ex- exhaling kinda of close to people, right? You can realise it. Well that's why you that's why you <laughs> love lockdown and sky. <laughs> rather than me sitting spitting all over you in the in the studio um, but no it, like just talking to someone if you're having a pint and you're quite close to someone you that it's really easy to to actually yep. like uh, infect people in that but what what i found interesting was actually this whole two meter rule that we're practicing in the uk that actually all the scientific evidence suggests that a meter is fine and actually it, it, it's quite a significant difference because you can understand that they, they're erring on the side of caution with two meters mm-hmm. but from a social distancing point of view and you think about actually going back to how this is going to work in society when we go back to some form of normality the difference between one meter and two meters is quite significant mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of how yeah. that would work totally. in society and and Yep. public transport and all that sort of stuff so yep. there isn't it, it's quite interesting that the who they only talk about a meter this two meters mm-hmm. i think is a is a uk thing that we've come Just up with probably because we realized we'd been washing our hands for two weeks and everyone was infected so <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think masks will take on eh, probably i mean I, i've got a funny story there so i tried to order one because i i, I said to the wife you know that and the, the Scottish government had advocated wearing masks when you go uh-huh. to the supermarket, didn't they? And yep. so I thought, I said, I should buy one of these snood things. They look quite cool. So I, I, I had a look at a couple of websites and I found the Columbia one and I thought, oh, that was quite good. That'd be useful as well if I ever, because I'd quite like to start getting back into hill walking at some point. And then this thing arrived and honestly, I put it on and first of all, it's like fleecy insulated. So it's on <laughs> for a second and then my neck starts sweating. But then see when you pulled it up, I, I look like, like, I, I don't know, sort of like a, a, a cowboy. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it's a robber. It was just, I, I said, Glenn, I cannot go out A cowboy this. robber. You know what, what I mean? You like, what you know, I look like a cowboy. It was just, a I, cowboy robber. A cowboy robber. <laughs> a, 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 a bad cowboy. Right. That's a fact check for next week. The bad cowboys. A bad cowboy. Where were... the hell are you going with this? <laughs> A cowboy robber, a bad cowboy. Right, I, I need to see this, Snid. Do you know what? I have an image in my head of Back to the Future 3. I've got an image in my head now as well. Of, do you know, and Biff. And Biff's a bad cowboy in Back to the Future 3. And I'm sure he's got, like, a, <laughs> what is like a neckerchief up over his face on a cowboy hat. Anyway, that's, that was where I was going. But I sure, bought this I thing. Actually... I can't wear it. And in the end, I just did an online shop anyway. It didn't bother. So, <laughs> so I, I, uh, we bought uh, rubber bands. Rubber bands. Because we're gonna, yeah, yeah. Because have you not seen the the uh, how to make your own 
Oh no, right, so you're making your own, I should do that, you, yeah. You basically, yeah, because you just like get any, anything, like a handkerchief or a, yeah. I guess a dishcloth or something like that. Dishcloth, that'd be so good. Um, <laughs> but we're, now I'm going to try, I'm going to try and make one with a, a hanky to start with and see what it looks like. But I mean, I, I think it looks dead simple. I, I think that it's, it, it's an obvious one and I think that you can imagine that if we go somewhere where you know you're going to be unable to social distance and that's now yep. what we're having to advocate at work actually social distancing is still the way forward right it's still the yep. number one because the, the the masks are are not 100 percent effective right so social distancing has to be the the, f- the first thing you always look for but in those yep. instances when that is impossible for you master the next logical step and and that yep. makes sense and so i think in the end that is it's already become a normal thing i mean it's, you it's think back two, three years ago, the only people you ever saw wearing masks were, you know, people from the Far East that had passed through an airport. And even then people were going, oh, look at them wearing masks. It was just yeah. something that we didn't do. And, you know, I, when I was in the supermarket a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy wearing a mask with like, looked like double respirators on the side, you know, mm-hmm. sort of something you see in Chernobyl. So, yeah. it, I, I wonder, I wonder, like, so uh, here's a fact check coming up. So there must have been some reason for people um in sort of east asian countries starting to do that yeah so because I, I it must have happened at some point because there's definitely there's definitely a social cultural thing um because it's to tr- you if you're not feeling well you'd wear a mask to prevent spread from you it wasn't to kind of protect you from others it was to protect. but i want at some point why when did that happen right i'm gonna why did it happen because it was check. was there because there's there's been a few different outbreaks yeah, there's over been the years. I wonder if it came from like, you know, the first was it SARS. The first, it, was before, it was before SARS though, I'm sure. This has been a thing for a while. But anyway, it's a good thing to fact check. I wonder where it came from, whether it has anything to do with Right. When, when did masks a, start? So that's the that's the first fact check from the fact check. Could be interesting if they actually become some sort of fashion accessory as well. Well, they already are. I mean, you're just trying to find them on Amazon. Like, you've got all sorts of different shapes and sizes and everything. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think that I, I I don't feel I don't feel that the urgency to to wear them when I go out. But but as I said, I think when you're in that situation in the future, that if you can't social distance, then it's quite a logical thing. What's yeah. interesting is the number of people you see that aren't wearing them properly, um, and you know wearing them the wrong way around as well, which is quite funny. <laughs> so because they are different if you're wearing a surgical type mask in terms of which way round you're meant to wear it and how, you know, what side will actually be the uh, a uh, more effective barrier and all <coughs> yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. And I saw a great clip on Twitter of a woman in the States who was wearing a surgical mask and she came to a shop and the guy was speaking to her and saying, why have you cut a hole in the middle of the mask? She had a section right over her mouth <laughs> and her nose that she cut <laughs> so out she and she went, breathe. it's much easier to breathe. <laughs> just like... You know, <laughs> okay. What? So, uh, so yeah. So that's so right. That's that's a fact from a fact check. Fact, then. fact check. Yep. Right. So okay. Next one. Next one was macro versus micronutrients. Is it worth tracking this? Now, I did a little bit of research on this. Uh, macronutrients are obviously like it's kind of split into your your carbs, your fat, and your protein and stuff, aren't they? And you whereas your micronutrients are much more about vitamins and minerals. But there wasn't really a lot that I could find anyway that says you should track the proportion of micro versus micronutrients. Uh, most folk or most content that I could see was talking about whether you should be counting macronutrients versus calories. Mm-hmm. And actually that calories 
are just purely about quantity, whereas mm-hmm. obviously tracking the macronutrients that you consume is about quality. Because mm-hmm. if you're tracking calories, you're just trying to keep yourself within that certain limit, but you could still be eating utter crap all day to, to achieve yep. that. So yep. so that was what I could find on that subject area, was it was uh, not so much macro versus micro, but basically more around kind of macronutrient consumption and tracking that versus just purely looking at your calorie counts. So probably the summary there is eat a balanced diet but, and don't eat too much. <laughs> I think that's fair, yeah. And yeah, that's... Uh, I don't think many people would argue <laughs> with, <laughs> with that. Okay, uh, the next one was, can chiropractors call themselves doctors? Uh, the General Chiropractic Council is a UK-wide statutory body established by Parliament, no less, to regulate the chiropractic profession. Uh, CAP st- understands that chiropractors are permitted by the GCC, the General Chiropractic Council, to use the courtesy title Doctor of Chiropractic, <laughs> which is sometimes abbreviated to DC. So, <laughs> is that saying that they're kiddie on doctors? Yes. <laughs> so they have no formal medical or PhD. Is that like qual- folk, well, folk I, 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 I can't speak for all chiropractors. That's no fair because you will have some chiropractors perhaps who have a medical degree or who perhaps have a PhD and have specialised in that area. But to be a chiropractor. According to in and itself, yeah, yeah, you have to. It's an undergraduate qualification, and I think then it's a a a postgrad or some kind of some kind of qualification that enables you to practice as a chiropractor. But yeah, you can call yourself doctor. So so it's an even faker doctor than I am, to be perfectly (laughs) honest. Uh, uh, yeah, and and also the conspiracy theory doctors, chiropractors. Yeah, that's a hard. You're never going to be able to find that one out. Yeah, and I had no idea what that meant, and I couldn't even remember. Well, that was that was when I'd said I think the only two uh, folk that I'd heard wax and lyrical about conspiracy theories that also called themselves doctors uh, uh, happened to be chiropractors <laughs> in America. Okay, okay. So well, like I couldn't, yeah, I didn't find anything like that on Google. Uh, I also hope that my chiropractor never listens to this podcast <laughs> because <laughs> we should get him on. The last time I was in there, he ripped my shirt. Which is uh, was probably one of the most embarrassing what? moments. He ripped my shirt, no joke. Uh, I went on the way to work thinking this is the best way to do it, and and really, you know, afterwards everyone said to me, "You went to the chiropractor like your work clothes," and I was like, "Yeah," because it just felt sensible. But I had quite a tight shirt on, and at one point <laughs> he pulled my arm round to do some, you know, correction, and then the next second it ripped right down the back. So I had to drive home and change my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually said to me. This has never happened to me in 20 years of practicing. And I was like, great. So, however, I didn't have to pay. So that was a good one. Oh, really? Cause, yeah. Because of the... Because you ripped my shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't an expensive shirt either, so even better. So, yeah, anyway, if my chiropractor ever listens to this, then it was you that said all this and not... Yeah, it's all me. Blame me. Okay. So the next fact check was around outbreak which inevitably mm-hmm. we were talking about i think the because film. you uh, had demonstrated some fantastic parenting skills of <laughs> letting your son watch contagion uh he yeah, then never slept man. for weeks <laughs> and uh will remember this for the rest of his poor little life uh so anyway yeah that was really good of you but the men started talking about outbreak and I remembered that there was some quote at the start of outbreak about, you know, a virus being the biggest threat to mankind. And so I was yep. almost right. The actual quote says at the very beginning, 
The, singus, the single biggest threat to man's continued dominance on this planet is the virus. And I stupidly forgot to write down who it was that said that. It wasn't like Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> it was it was it was someone more you know more relevant than that. Uh, some kind Morgan, of scientist. Morgan Freeman. No, all right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't one of the actors. It was a quote right at the start. They just yeah, came yeah. up. But what yeah. was interesting, I thought, in terms of what, how how I remembered that and what it actually said is that it says man's continued dominance on this pla- on this planet. So it's kind of alluding to what we talked about before that actually mm-hmm. the planet will be fine. You know, yep. it's we're the virus to the planet. So actually, you know, the planet gets rid of us; it moves on, probably better for, better for it. So yep. yeah, so I, I, that was quite interesting. Over to you for the next one. Quite relevant, actually. <laughs> it's going to take me one second to read this. This is a genius bit of research <laughs> from you, Neil. So yeah, so this must have taken you, Neil, all of what one second well, to look this fact up. See, the thing is, is right. Well, whoa, 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 before. You, Right on you go. go and well, okay, I'll defend, defend my yourself fact checking before I even say it. Because as usual, I got a barrage of texts from you telling me that I had to fact check. Because wait for it, I do nothing on this podcast. You do all the editing. You can sack me. You don't need me. The usual kind of abuse I get from you each week. So when I tried to put all this together, I. Um, I was also getting asked to do things by the wife and I kept saying, but I'm doing fact checking for this. And then the back pain one in particular took forever because everything just says, the minute you Google back pain and then ask about lower back pain, you're on to about page 60 of Google before you can actually get any kind of information. So it didn't seem to me from my five minutes of intense research on that (laughs) subject that lower back pain is the most common. It just seems to say back Back pain pain. is, Mm -hmm. is common. But I'm guessing for most people, it must be in the lower back because that's where most people complain about it. Yeah, yeah. I think anecdotally it seems to be, but I think generally back pain. Some at some stage, everyone um, experiences, I think, back pain in their life. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say this is fairly plausible. The yeah. low back pain is the most common form. Yeah. And actually, you were someone with terrible back pain, and because you become a yogi. You're now so much better. Well, yeah. no, it's, yeah, well, it, it was just kind of a crappy back because... A crappy medicine. back, so... <laughs> Dr. Well, Preston so is in the house. Are you a chiropractor? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I diagnosed uh, you with a crappy when I, back. <laughs> when I turned 35, literally within six months, I'd slipped a disc in my back. And that's not... That, that, that phrase, I think, is a misnomer. Um, talking to the kind of specialist because I probably burst a disc in my back uh, oh five maybe something like that um, and the, I had to go to get a, a x-ray whatnot or an MRI yep. just to see if it definitely was because I literally couldn't feel my, my below my knee couldn't my calf wasn't working my ankle my the side of my foot foot just everything went which is quite scary for mm-hmm. a while and then it thankfully came back but it obviously trapped and just damaged the nerve nerve groove back but i'm still my ankle's still um numb and so is, is the side it? Of my foot yep side of my f- right foot um but he just said basically some folk have a shitty back <laughs> so in <and> 35 <laughs> between 35 and 70 is where you start getting proper people start getting damaged to their back and it's literally weird and takes showing us like it's because you play too much football you play too much football and that's what's the cause of this because I actually went when I was playing football. Um, but he said, yeah, I could have done it taking the dishes out of the dishwasher or something. 
literally it was just yeah. at that point it was just going to happen yeah. and it doesn't matter how many times I tell Shona this she's like nah nah it's because you play too much football and just but, think actually that would be an interesting thing to look into at a future podcast is it why between the ages of 35 and 70 why does this happen why is it our back is it is it our posture he says genetics it's just okay. a genetic thing but if it's genetics that would that would suggest that like you know our our ancestors prehistoric man had bad backs and really well it's just a predisposition that some folk will have a bad back or not that's where you but remember it's just a predisposition so whilst you might be genetically more likely to get i don't know a heart attack you can do things to help sort that yeah i'd be interested to know though if our if our sedentary lifestyle compared to our ancestors is part of the oh, problem with that and whether oh, there's more definitely. bad backs now. That's a, I wonder how you'd fact check that. That's worth fact checking. But it's got to, and literally everybody says posture is poor because you're sitting on your arse most yeah. of the day in, yeah. a, in a position that you're not, so chairs are actually a bad invention Yeah. because your natural, human natural uh, seated posture is basically squatting down. And if you try and do that uh, without having done any real stretching or yoga or some form of of exercise that keeps you supple it's really quite hard to do a lot of people um sorry i'm completely distracted because my children are at the door again (laughs) 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 i I think the wife has pulled them away kind of remember the bbc uh i think it was the normal that's the normal now it is totally yeah the the what was he? He was like, I think, the ambassador or something to something Korea like that, or maybe. something like that, wasn't he? And his and poor wife came in and sort of pulled him away. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it. a lot of people in my work now have these robo-desks, you know, you sort of turn mm-hmm. around and they're like, mm. but they're quite weird as well because the one of the medics, that, she doesn't actually sit right across from me, but she, she used to sit in that uh, area and it was quite funny because you'd just be sitting there working away and suddenly then she would hear this... Mm-hmm. And the desk goes up, and then she's standing staring at you talking to you. <laughs> and that's quite strange as well. Uh, I've just noticed it's 36 minutes in. We're still in fact checks. So, we'll fact check. so next one, next one. Next one, next one next right. One. Okay, I like the next one, Pale Blue Dot. So we talked a bit about that. And your question specifically was around when did the modern environmental movement start? And was that due to the Pale Blue Dot, or was that due to the classic kind of Earth Rise picture? <laughs> and when I looked into it, actually, and I. I wasn't aware of this. I thought that pale blue dot um, book and and that picture was earlier than it was, but that was taken in 1990. Wow! And so I thought it was earlier. I thought that was one of the first ones. No, but I see when I then Earth started. Was, uh, but then when I went into uh, the next fact check, and it was all mm-hmm. about was it Voyager that took that picture, and it was Voyager that took that picture, and that makes sense because Voyager, I think left in the late 80s or something like that so in fact that's right. a fact check for next week when did voyager one leave so it was yep. voyager that took that picture as it started to get close to leaving the solar system and right. if you think about it Earthrise picture was taken in the 60s when we were putting men on the moon From or the, moon. the early yeah. 70s so uh so so that that was the picture that started the environmental movement was, so was Earth, Earthrise. Earthrise in the 60s yep. because it was suddenly oh my god we're right okay this yeah and I think now there's two there's two Voyager even. probes, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one of them, so it must be Voyager one, is now in interstellar space. So yep. that's a fact check for next week. Where are the two Voyager probes? I I think one of them had literally, in the not not that long ago, like within the next the last couple of years, the first one left the is it the Kyber Belt? Kyber Belt? Yeah, yeah, I think Pluto. it is. Yeah, yeah. deep space. 
I'm sure one yeah, of them. Seeing that actually, space. the moon's looking pretty decent tonight. I'm is sure it? You'd have been out there taking pictures. I think it's the seventh of May is the next full moon. I'm sure it is. And there's a NAS, there's a meteor shower that's coming up as well. Um, but actually, what what we should talk about too is really important. I read about this recently. Is that we're sending another Mars rover? Uh, I think it's 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 going to leave in like September October time. Assuming it can get coronavirus, there's a fact check. Can the Mars rover get coronavirus? <laughs> and it's it'll arrive there in twenty one. But this one, I think they're designing so that actually it takes samples and then it's going to leave samples somewhere and then they're going to be able to send the ship to pick the samples and then bring it back. So we'll actually be able to have samples of Martian soil on Earth for the first time. Mm, cool, cool. Interestingly, anyway. uh, here's another fact check for the moon. Yep. Have we not just spilled... Oh, is it Mer- Mars? Did we not just spill some tardigrades somewhere? Did we not spill some what? Tardigrades. You must have heard of the tardigrade. What? No, I have no the idea. The most hardcore creature on the planet. That sounds like something at a Marvel film. It's a little. It's a little microscopic. It looks like a little bear. Oh, I know what you mean. The the, these are the little things that kind of yeah can survive yeah, in space, yeah. basically. Yeah, but they've just, they've just, they've just. I think something, something's burst open or something on the moon with some tardigrades on it. So there's now some tardigrades crawling around the moon, apparently. So they can survive in. The vacuum the, of space. The, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, right. That's a fact check for. There's next a fact week. check. I think even the the humble spider can survive <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost the, into space. The humble spider. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met many spiders that are, you know, well, I'm actually quite humble. <laughs> no, it's always really really ego egocentric spiders. I usually meet the, so. the aggressive <laughs> spider, is it? No, oh, brilliant. But spiders, no, they can, they can, and I'm sure they can freeze some of them, and they'll come back to life once you, once they thaw out and stuff. Oh yeah, they're and uh, bacteria are the same. Yep. Oh, and there's a uh, there's definitely like certain. I mean, it's not hibernation, kind of a, a part sort of that yeah. as well. Sort of. It's yeah. you know, it's something like you switching part of your body off and going to kind of really sort of low power mode or standby, I guess, for a period yeah, of time. Yeah. That's hibernation, right? We should. Why do humans not hibernate? There's a question for a, a fact why check. Humans not hibernate because it'd well, be why great. Do, why do a lot of things not hibernate? <laughs> but why? I, can you? Why do humans? Why do humans not fly? Why do humans? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That would be an even better one. But you don't know, think it would be quite good to actually be able to say it the wife? Can you imagine? Right, it gets to like say I don't know what we were November, and you'd just be like, right, I'm way upstairs. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you in March. And you just you imagine how, imagine how great you must feel when you yeah, wake up exactly. from that sleep. Yeah. I mean, that must be the best sleep ever. Anyway, we are so off subject; it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So we're okay, doing it so again. Back on it. Now, now, okay. This is this has to be a carry forward for next one because does F have a positive impact on the amount of calories people consume? If you know oh, the intermittent, intermittent fasting, fasting. Right. okay, right. Now I understand. Right. Okay. We'll all carry you've that here is F question mark question mark question mark. So anyway. The next one was, why does black coffee or tea or toothpaste or chewing gum or multivitamins not cause an insulin spike? Because as we said last time, these are the things you can take without breaking your fast when you're doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. And what we found is caffeine can lower insulin sensitivity. Sugar-free chewing gum has no, no effects. Vitamins, it depends. So it depends on what type of vitamin you take. 
Yeah, whether or absolutely. not it has some sort of sh- what fructose, type, I guess, what, in or some what make, sucrose. yeah, how how the the drugs actually kind of have been manufactured, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. but sugar free chewing gum, thank goodness, because if you're not if you're fasting all day, and you're drinking black coffee. People are not <laughs> going to be able to be too close to you uh, unless you could choose. Well, social distancing is another. Right, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a great point. Social distancing has been unbelievable. You're for those with halitosis. Yeah, it must be brilliant for you. <laughs> oh, 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 that's that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next. Okay. Next is about why is giving your gut a rest important? And again, that was around a conversation on intermittent fasting. I'll be honest. See, at this point, <laughs> I was getting pretty tired. The wife was nagging at me quite a bit. So I thought, right, we all need a holiday and <laughs> the gut's no different because... That's so your scientific response that, that, is That's my scientific opinion wow. that actually wow. we all need to rest. Yeah. It's one of the pillars of health. And The NHS yeah. is lucky to have you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one was 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 something you said, and I think we'll probably need to carry this one forward because you said something about when I was talking about intermittent fasting in non scientific terms, you started talking about cellular reactions and the glycemic response and stuff. Yes. So what did <laughs> what were you mean? What did what did you mean? Basically, I think we were you wanted to know like uh, how what does intermittent fasting actually do to insulin production, blood sugar control, all that sort of stuff, and basically... And how, how it impacts cells, cell, cell, cellular response. Yeah. At, at a cellular level, and has that been scientifically proven to be beneficial? Mm-hmm. So we'll carry that one forward, because, yeah, that was... That, that was that needs a PubMed search and a, and a proper... Yeah. A proper search, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think you were, you were right, because I couldn't remember who this was. You managed to find it, so you obviously said it a few times, but the fridge-freezer analogy, i.e., you know, when you're... Uh, taking your energy from glycogen stores, uh, it's like taking food out of the fridge. Whereas when your glycogen stores reduce and your insulin st- your insulin levels are reduced, then your body can tap into the fat stores more easily. That's like going to the freezer. And that was a scientist called Jason Fung. Yep. Who seems uh, a bona fide scientist, doesn't he? He's, he specializes in fasting. He, he does. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I didn't actually see anywhere... Dr. Jason Fung is the fridge freezer scientist. It's just when I googled <laughs> fridge freezer scientist and intermittent fast, and it came up with him. So, right. by the it was him though. It was him because I did a quick check, and it was the it was that's who I was thinking about. So. Okay. Okay. Next. Next. Next one again. Intermittent fasting is it more effective for a certain age? So, uh, is intermittent fasting more beneficial for the young, for the old? And again, I couldn't really find anything that specifies that it's better for a particular age range. Just really, I guess that it's pretty much seems to be a good thing, uh, and it seems to be very beneficial for type two diabetes. So, yep. again, by the powers of deduction, I put those two facts together and come up with the conclusion that it's probably a bit better for you as you get slightly older, when you might be more prone to type 2 diabetes because of a lifetime of eating poorly and being sedentary mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But again, yep. we could probably, we probably need to, I know we've talked, we've done a, Do a podcast and fasting, but we could, fasting, yeah, yeah. We should try and get someone on I think we do need to start getting some guests on because <laughs> people will be so tired of listening to two two forty something west of Scotland guys talking crap and trying to pretend that they, they know minutes. what they're talking about. Right, okay, last one right. and then we can move on to the yeah. final oh, fifteen just, just minutes. The last one the last minute on the intermittent fasting was that uh, it's not good for children and not good for yeah. uh, people that are pregnant because yeah. you obviously have to 
make sure you've got a constant kind of intake of calories and nutrients and whatnot. Absolutely. So children and pregnant women do not do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Uh, that felt like a bit like the don't drink bleach of uh, following <laughs> yeah, a, following a Trump it, comment, yeah. which will be the, we'll talk about in fake news. So, yeah. and the last one was about Morgan Spurlock, the super size me guy, and we were sure that he'd also done a film on chicken and uh, KFC or whatever and all these different places, and he did, and it was called Super Size Me Two. Holy <laughs> chicken! Uh, so there we go. That was fact check for last week, and a lot of facts are, actually. Uh, there was a lot of facts, so I think we can justify the fact that we're at 47 minutes <laughs> yeah. and we've just finished fact check. Right, yeah. so today, fake news. Fake news. Social media. Yes. So, yeah, uh, it is interesting that all this is happening. We've talked before about that, that you know this pandemic happens at a time when actually technology is the way it is. News is available to you 24-7. Yeah. But you can almost... And, and we look at that as being a, a huge advantage. I mean, as we said earlier, imagine doing this in the early 90s when you and I were sort of in our, you know, sort of our, our teenage years or, or early 20s. And this would have been a nightmare, you know, when you only had the landline that no one had video messaging, you couldn't keep yeah. in touch with people. It would just have been a disaster. But at the same time, this there's too much information out there. You know, everyone's a scientist. Everyone has a comment. It's very difficult for people to try and make sense of the huge amount of information that's coming at them constantly on this and then you get global leaders throwing in comments and um, using using fake news and their political agendas to actually try and just talk a load of crap and send people off in all sorts of different directions it's just it's it's bizarre and I mean the obvious example of that is is Mr. Trump mm-hmm. uh, some of the commentary that he's been... I mean, just today, again, he's uh, talking about how he's convinced this came from a lab in Wuhan and he has evidence and he's going to release that evidence. And it's it's absolute rubbish. It's been sequenced. It's it's a, nat- it's a natural selection, naturally evolving virus. It's not true. But... It's like things like everything's spin and people can't necessarily see it. So like him saying uh, Obama left him with crap tests. Yeah, it's like the virus didn't exist. So, so yeah. even yeah. The, that whole complete notion it is nonsensical from start to finish. Yet you've got oh the leader of the free world saying it. Yeah, and, and you like, had uh, what? I can't remember her name, but he's uh, not his press officer, but there's a woman that's often interviewed that's part of his team, and um, Kelly. Uh, yeah, Kelly, summer, Kelly. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. she was on like Fox and Friends or something and she yeah. was saying, I mean, come on, we must be more prepared for this. This is ridiculous. The the Chinese knew this was coming. I mean, this is COVID nineteen for goodness sake, implying <laughs> that there's it's like W D forty others. Yeah. It's like there's been this eighteen the other viruses and we just went, <laughs> Oh, we, 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 we haven't thought about that. We should have, you know? And they were saying, No, you do realise this is because it appeared in two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> but but that's the thing in in the past, if politicians had made these type of statements, right, and then went on national TV and got something so wrong, they would have been destroyed in the press. Yeah. They would have been, yeah. their, their positions would be unsustainable. And nowadays, it's like they can just seem to say whatever they want. And well, they're, yeah. never, they're never challenged on that. It's, and, and, it's and that, so strange. Yeah, that's strange. It, it doesn't, it makes no sense that there's, it's like that whole thing where you give, you have to give balanced views. 
on yeah. facts. And it's like there's so many good, good uh, commentators. You see, I think I'm sure Ricky Gervais has said it as well. You don't get to choose your fa- facts or facts. Yeah. Believe whatever you want, facts or facts. So you can't give equal equal time to a non-fact just because someone's opinion differs from the fact. It's like it's exactly. a scientific fact. You can't. It's it doesn't makes makes no sense to give that balance. However, because you give that balance, or co- because media outlets give that balance, suddenly you go, hmm, okay. So there's someone go, hmm, maybe 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 climate change isn't a real thing because <laughs> because uh, <laughs> because you give uh, equal equal air coverage or news time or whatever to people that says it isn't a real thing or there's evidence to suggest it's not necessarily man-made and even though the the, the complete scientific consensus your consensus is probably the wrong word but all of the science behind climate change points towards humans being the major contributor whether that be from um you know coal-fired or you know energy consumption through all mm-hmm. uh, you know um, burning fossil fuels to the fact that we have mass farming and mm-hmm. the amount of methane coming from cows and stuff, uh, you know, it, all of this is human made. Do you think that, um, do you think people nowadays care less about the truth and integrity? Do you think people just... I think people believe what they want to believe. This is the, 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 the thing that I was wanting to come on to talk about is, and this is the really scary thing, is people believe what they want to believe regardless of what is in front of them or be- regardless of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. So... Yeah. And and that's the so I, I've been having an argument with somebody who sent me some stuff or uh, based on um, random people from Facebook, random videos from Facebook, no source checking, no idea where they come from, no real clue who the person is, and yet we'll put credence on that as being pointing towards the real, the real and in inverted commas truth and the conspiracy yeah. behind everything that's going on just now, and I'm like I'm trying to trying to outline why that is nonsensical on so many levels just the fact that you can't source check it so if i can't if i can't challenge you where you got your uh, alleged facts from then how if you can't reproduce something if you can't show me any evidence why are you believing some random over people that actually know what they're talking about why do you think the people that actually know what they're talking about are lying to you what what is in it for them and i'm trying to explain you need to you need to figure out what the the rationale for somebody spouting random conspiracy theories because it's sensational and it's going to get airtime for them and attention to them versus people that do this thing or research this thing for a living. Yeah. Why would they want you to <laughs> to think it's hey it's it's a it's actually a bad idea this social distancing and staying indoors. Actually we want to do this to control you. And you're like, "Oh, what what benefit is that the economy is going to be fucked and that is a bad thing for the government as well as anybody else and everybody else yeah. why would <laughs> yeah why, why would they yeah what? exactly but that's the thing why do why, why why do people feel nowadays the need that actually that like you just hit on there that someone being qualified or has spent their lifetime working in a certain area and has an educated opinion and is a subject matter expert in a in a certain area it's almost like they they don't have the respect anymore from the general public than than they they used to do you know it's like anyone can just add commentary and their own opinion to anything yeah. and in the past probably there wasn't the mediums there for them actually to be heard and that's mm-hmm. the problem yeah, we have yeah, nowadays yeah. and that's the connection with social media is that there's this barrage of 
of information that again neither you or I ever had when we were growing up when you were trying to take informed uh, opinions you know I mean even simple things such as you think back to when we were at university and we used to actually go and try and find a, ju- a journal. You'd go to the library and, and photocopy it. You know, you would yeah. nothing online. You would have to yeah, actually yeah. physically put in the miles to, to go and find yep. out information. Yep. Now yep. it's just all there. But that there's so much information, it's not filtered. You don't know what to believe. And even Wikipedia, we all talk about that and how yeah. difficult it is to actually kind of police that and make sure everything is accurate and everything else. But, but in Twitter, Facebook... Not so much Instagram, but all these all these social media platforms just give these people airtime. blog blog posts, vl- yeah. vlogs, even YouTube, whatever. You you can anyone anyone can put anything out there really. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, if you are, if if you are, let's let's we use the example of Trump again. If if that is your only connection to the media, that most people will actually just have. Say when when you know all the the MAGA fans or whatever mm-hmm. when Trump when Trump mm-hmm. tweets. That's gospel. Yeah. Have you have you And ever in fact if you believe the bloody gospel, then it's no wonder you're gonna <laughs> believe what, <laughs> what have you have you have you watched uh, Jordan Klepper from no, The Daily Show? Right, here's another bit of homework. Go and just watch on YouTube him interacting with Trump supporters at Trump oh, uh, I think rallies. I, have. I think I and have. he, he yeah. basically he j- and it's it's hilarious. And obviously the Daily Show is a comedy. But it's a news comedy, so there's yeah. you know they're they're trying to kind of push. Uh, I guess I guess they're pushing for facts, but they're 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 doing it in a kind of satirical kind of way as well. But it's so funny because they they he's talking to people and they just don't get. They're just like, nah, it doesn't matter if what anyone says, I will believe what Trump says, and and it's just it's hilarious. You watch it; it's brilliant. I'll I'll do no justice ha- trying to explain it. Actually. But it's not just it's not just like. Uh, Trump, and he's the obvious one, but we've got the same situation in this country, like we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. You've got Boris Johnson basically talking last week about you know the UK's success and and how well we're doing. And there's a great clip in social media again. Of, you don't you've probably seen it when it's like Gogglebox, you know that show when you see the people mm-hmm. watching the TV and the clip is of them watching uh, Boris Johnson giving that speech mm-hmm. and it's like the general public adding commentary to what he's saying and it's so funny because they go through it and they're sort of going what this is yeah. a success there's yeah. like what 20,000 people that have died you haven't yeah. you know you didn't yeah. mean that and yeah. and it's just I think in the situation where we were before remember the B word Brexit mm-hmm. when that was all we talked about last year right yep. it was the hot yeah. topic and the political agenda and it's never even mentioned now you know it yep. doesn't even make the press yep. and actually all that kind of rhetoric all this sort of uh, bluster and you know sort of stiff up her lip we'll do this it's fine make Britain great again and all that sort of stuff oh that's sorry um, so that that might have all worked for that kind of political situation but when you're suddenly in a, a situation like we are just now where people are dying mm. when people are yep. the, losing their jobs that people want truth people are, are you'd like to believe people want truth and they want honesty well, and they want integrity but, but that's the thing i don't think it, well this is this is an interesting point because i it, it it again it, it feels weird to say people don't want truth because i think it's more people think their views and opinions are the truth mm. because it happens to for whatever reason back up their world view yeah. and this is what i don't get it's like it's like uh i guess people like neil degrasse tyson trying to get scientific thinking built into schools not not science scientific think critical thinking critical reasoning 
which it, and it isn't really about being able to question things properly being able to spot stuff that doesn't quite sound right and being able to go and look for the the evidence that either backs it up even though it might sound a bit mad or that just refutes it entirely yeah. um whereas we don't we don't do that and that's what and that's the, the weird thing that's hit me a little bit i spent a night on twitter just reading through because i don't i don't i don't really like twitter i think twitter's quite an angry aggressive trolley fake newsy type place it's very it's very easy to fly down a, a rabbit hole with twitter mm. certainly i've i've found that and and i found myself down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theorists and actually do you know the thing that, that was quite depressing is a lot of it sounds plausible so you've got mm. so so it's folk that want to believe that in the first place they read that and they go that's it it's totally that's it totally yeah. and and so what you kind of how do you get back from that <laughs> No, I know, I know, but it'd be interesting to know actually, because because it's funny you say that about Twitter, because I mean, as you know, I, I left Facebook a number of years ago, and that was actually part of the. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying about Twitter. Twitter, I think, over the last few years, has become quite polarized. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. I think Twitter's your guilty pleasure, though. You like to go in there. And I do. I I, I like there are argue with people. <laughs> I I do tend to go in and 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 make a point about things I'm passionate about from time to time, and that can sometimes go go well or, or or not go so well but i think that's why i and i quite i like the ambiguity of it because uh or not ambiguity it's the wrong word uh, anonymity of of twitter mm-hmm. because there's an element of facebook that i didn't like and i think that's why i struggled with facebook because for me facebook was one of several things it was people saying look at me look at me i'm great uh, my life is brilliant right or it yeah. was my life is shit help hon you know like mm. this is the end and it's like, oh no are you okay right or there was that kind of place in between where people were just posting all their commentary and i struggled with this whole culture of actually people people that you'd expect better of were sharing yeah. the, these type of things whereas 100%. in twitter because I, I with the exception of you and a few other people most of the people i follow are not my close friends and whatever and or people yeah. that i know yeah. i don't i don't have that same kind of all right, actually, what they're saying is complete bullshit, but I don't want to go there because it's like a it's like a public spat that I don't really want uh-huh. to have, and and so that was the reason for me. And and you know that the, the background there, I tried a month and I was off a month, and a month became three months, and then before we know, it, and I've no desire to go back, but I do like Twitter, and and I've recently joined Instagram, as you know, and and I find that better, but that's maybe because I've kept it to very to people that I actually consider that are friends rather than. You know the guy who still wouldn't talk to me if he walked past me in the street, but will, will post comments on my my you know my profile or whatever. Yeah, so. I suppose Twitter's more having a conversation. Instagram's more commenting on stuff, pictures, yeah. videos, whatever. Yeah. Um, Facebook's a bit of both. There's a lot of f- fake stuff on Facebook. It's just people follow these pages and it's just all nonsense and yet they like to follow them and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, I actually, it's, it's funny, it's so it's so integrated in society nowadays mm-hmm. because even little things over lockdown such as a random thing, we'll talk about this in a future podcast and I'm watching our time because we're now over an hour, yep. but um, I bought a greenhouse, right? <laughs> so I mean, I'll get to the point very quickly. Because, you know, I'm quite in my garden, right? So I bought a little greenhouse, a little canvas one, not a proper greenhouse. I thought, I'll try this and I'll maybe go for the, the bigger option if I like it. A canvas greenhouse? 
you know, like a little tent, right? <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like, got, it must be perspex or some plastic. Yeah, plastic. So it's not right? just canvas, so. is it? It's got, not it's, canvas, sorry. It, it I'm, can I'm let the sun in. Us, you know what I mean? It looks like a tent. You'll be yeah, a great that, gardener. That was, that was <laughs> <laughs> Everything's dead. <laughs> so. I don't understand it. The sun doesn't get through the canvas. <laughs> Why? I've kept them in a dark tent. <laughs> it's basically a bag. <laughs> so, yeah. I grow good potatoes. And they, they would uh, yeah, yeah, dark. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Just like the Martian. Uh, so let, let me finish. So <laughs> Sorry. I bought I bought this greenhouse, right? And then our local garden centre because obviously of because of COVID have just gone to an online service, which is great because uh-huh. actually the guy I spoke to today said they're getting they're so busy, so many customers. So I bought like a hundred quids worth of uh, plants and I wanna live the good life and be sustainable. So I bought like lots of different vegetables to all put How in. How big's greenhouse your greenhouse? And stuff like that. It's actually quite big. It's an Aldi, plug for Aldi. I got it online. Uh but cool. yeah, it's have, just you, a, have, it's you start, have you started? Have you actually plant, planted? I did stuff? it today. I did it today. Yeah. So I've got. Wait for it. Co- sweet corn, courgettes, red peppers, chilies, sugar snap peas, three different types of tomatoes, uh, courgettes, and courgettes. <laughs> yes. And I also bought a uh, <laughs> a plum tree. <laughs> that I, that I planted another just bit in the like garden. <laughs> and as you know, I've got rhubarb, blackberries. I've got lots of different herbs. So, yeah, I'm getting quite into it. So, hey, that wasn't that my point. No, 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 wait a minute. Right, I need so. to get to my point because I'll forget. <laughs> Have you right? got a point? And it's <laughs> such a rubbish point. It's literally just that it's been I four couldn't minutes get onto the page because it was in Facebook. So, I had to get the wife to do it. And it's like this whole kind of you can only access our website uh-huh. via Facebook oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and true, I'm just yeah. like, if you're not on Facebook, I, I must be completely in the minority but i w- i'm a consumer i want to buy that but i don't want to be on facebook it's just uh anyway but the thing is you could be on facebook just to buy stuff like you don't have to interact with it at all no but then but you see just the trouble is you get dragged it. in yeah you see you're yeah. too it's not a lot that annoys me enough to say much about it or just i just i kind of go let, let, let folk just get on with it it's not worth the, the hit. but this stuff yeah. this fake news stuff annoys me and when when i'm having conversations with people that you think why why would you rather even just me why would you rather believe a complete random than me like i know do, do you know like what you you're you're choosing to believe someone you have no clue their background no clue what they what they're on about um versus somebody that's at least looked into this a bit <laughs> but I, I you get a lot of this and actually because i Recently, I've had like my, my mother in law has been sending me some things that have been like <gasps> they found that there's a link between and I'm just like, so I just text her back and went, This is rubbish, this uh-huh. is rubbish, yeah. this is rubbish. And then, actually, to be fair to her, she then sent a next message through and went, Oh, yeah, I found another website that's rubbish. And I was like, Well, why <laughs> didn't you do that before you shared it with me? <laughs> but you do find this a lot with people nowadays when, like you said earlier, when they have an opinion, you'll then try to start going. Right, okay. And you can do it in a very civilised uh-huh, and gracious yeah, way yeah. and go, well, just tell me why you think that and actually, have you considered this and that? But what they do is, they do this classic defence nowadays of just like, no, no, I, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But as soon as you so do it's that, like, it's yeah. like you, you've, they've lost all sort of credibility because if you're not willing to, you know, if you're not willing to engage that way, Debate then what, what's, it, yeah, what is it? Uh, now, I've actually looked yeah. at, a, there's a couple of websites. Uh, well, one website, Snopes, have you heard of this? Snopes? No. It's a fact-checking website. So if you ever have that, they, they, their whole... Oh, I was, I was going to set up our fact-checking <laughs> website. Their whole point it. is, 
uh, yeah, about taking taking fa- uh, just taking facts or or supposed facts that might be a bit dubious and researching them and figuring out whether or not they are true or not. But also, um, you know, f- folk give media a hard time, but journalism is actually a an industry that has a you know comp- there's a compliance angle to it. There's a there's yep. a there's a there's a, a fact checking yeah, angle to it. Independent regulator, there? yeah. There's and and then um, there's a lot of media outlets that actually people do trust and are consistently trusted because they tend to they tend to be like that they're they're open to scrutiny they'll 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 post corrections if they get some wrong etc etc so like the bbc for example bbc gets a hard time for certain things certain political views or whatever but yep. they're, they're pretty it's it's pretty much a trusted journalistic well, I entity say, i think and actually they've done a lot of polls on that in fact it was a yougov poll last week that talked about that that if you ask the general public in terms of who they would believe more and it ran through like you know sky news yep. bbc news fox news bbc always high yep is, is high up there it's the first place i'll always go yep, totally. so it's and i think it does have that kind of integrity although yeah others would argue with us that they don't but look right we need to wrap this up because we said it would be an hour and we're now an hour and seven minutes otherwise that's fake news from us yes (laughs) so what are we going to do next week uh it's a good question i was trying to find a quote to end with um next week i don't know booze yeah, let's talk about because I've been drinking a bit more as well, actually. Yeah, I found and, and I, I've kind of eased off a little bit, but I definitely, yeah, and I think most people that seems to be the general yeah. thing. Uh, and I was doing the Tesco online shop, and actually, like, we're going through it, and I'm sitting saying to Lynn, make oh, sure, it's such a good idea, this, because I don't use, I don't normally do online shops. So I'm going, such a good idea, because, like, all the heavy stuff I can just get <laughs> delivered. So I might as well buy a crate of beer. <laughs> find yourself make, it, make, sure, make sure the wine's in. Uh, make sure you <laughs> make sure you remember. Yeah. it's like it's like milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're running low on wine. <laughs> and little say to me sometimes during the week now, like, you want a gin? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you should never. But do it's that. a school night, uh-huh, you yeah. know, and uh-huh. it's just yeah. So that's why, a really good. Why don't subject, we do that? Actually, why don't we do it? And right, then we'll just to, to close out by Michael Faraday, there's nothing quite as frightening as someone who knows they are right. There you go. Yep. And cool actually. Gender. There was another really good quote that was about, uh, in fact, where was it if I've got this picture here? Because I was looking at it earlier. Oh, it's so annoying because it was such a good picture. Just bear with me, folks. You can edit this bit out. But it was something about basically that you know people who have the confidence to always want their opinion to be heard have historically been the most stupid people. <laughs> Whereas people who, people who lacked confidence and always questioned everything that they said were often those that actually... Um, <laughs> here's what we'll do right here's what we'll do uh, as a, as an addition to the fact checker you go and find that decent quote <laughs> I'll go find and, that and decent do it quote, justice right? for the next time I will do it justice for the next time but oh, that's people so that are like I, loud in that and, and well because be- <laughs> <laughs> shut up it's, it's your fault it's because you were late for this found it right okay we're going to finish on this okay. this is perfect right so it was from Charles Bukowski, Bukowski, right? I'll try (laughs) that again for for the edit. It was, it was from Charles Bukowski, and his quote is that the problem with the world is that the intelligent people are full of doubts, while the stupid ones are full of confidence. Yeah, and And on that note, be safe, listeners, and we'll see you next time. Be safe. See you later. Cheers, Neil. Cheers. Bye. Bye.